Signs of the Southland, uh, Mr. Jake Grant, I heard you recently drove through a number of cities on your way back from a short stay in Chicago. Please tell me about your road trip. Sure. Uh, do you want the the traffic? Do you want the planes I saw? Do you want the campuses I saw? The food I ate? What's what's our angle here? I'm I get that really going for campuses and food with an emphasis on food, personally. Okay. Um, well, the the how do you say the food is mostly concentrated in the Chicago and Atlanta ends of the trip, but I did uh, get to uh, how you say uh, do a nice spin through uh, Nashville. So uh, you know, instead of going down there on Friday, um, it was nice to uh, pick up some lunch uh, on one direction of the uh, of the trip. But in terms of campuses, I did uh, in particular end of note to our dear listeners. Um, to get to spin through Louisville, which was an interesting change for, I don't know, I feel like I've seen a lot of campuses and a lot of our peer campuses, Athens, Clemson, Auburn, uh, Tallahassee, come to mind. But You uh, know, some might not consider some of those peer campuses, but I digress. Uh, well, some of those campuses may not consider themselves the peer of us, but I think we may be getting too meta if we keep digging into that. Mm-hmm. Continue, continue. Yes. Um, so I did go up to Louisville in particular um, uh, as a yes. Uh, my for those of you who listen and don't know, my sister is going there to play softball. Um, so uh, we were uh, uh, marauding around the campus in in, in between transiting uh, their fair city. But um, it, uh, it 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 left me with some takeaways, uh, and I think that there's a lot to unpack there. Um, and a lot that's relevant to us as a school, academically, us as a school, athletically, I say us now that we are both firmly graduates, but I think most people uh, who listen to the podcast can excuse that uh, that language faux pas. Um, in, in terms of the campus, I'm sure you'll be shocked to hear that Louisville Cardinals, biggest uh, shiny investments, newest looking parts of campus, uh, the thing that made me resentful and jealous and and made me want that uh, was basically all in the athletic facilities, my guy. That they have clearly put a lot of money into that, but why am I not I, I don't surprised? Know. It wasn't in a way that made me go like, uh, we're not worthy or we don't have that because obviously we have beautiful facilities. Um, Especially now in the he form says of the, as he tries to backpedal very quickly. Well, in former in the form of the essentially new baseball and basketball stadiums we have, the recently refreshed Bobby Dodd. It's hard to blow out concourses and make that as new as Cardinal Stadium is, but we have actual football tradition at our school. But Akshay, they don't even have a combined field hockey, lacrosse, soccer, track facility. They all have their own separate facilities. Mm, I see this as a rampant desire. I, uh, I mean, a hidden desire there. Their pool was, uh, their pool was pretty new looking, but frankly, going around the rest of it didn't like, like, I don't know. I I take how nice Georgia tech is, how modern, how renovated, how cutting edge. And and to an extent, I I like the modern, the sharp look, the, the, uh, incredibly, not in, incredibly traditional landscaping we have, but the uh, the clean lines and, and modernist versions of that that we that we do have. And 
not that I felt bad, but like, it, it was weird. I was expecting to be all like, we need to dump all this money in sports, but I kind of left going like, huh, for what we do do, Georgia Tech ain't too bad in, in terms of that investment, in terms of uh, where we see results. We see results and, and investment at Georgia Tech, not only say in, in a Colk or a Candida building or a student center, but you know, they just put $9 million into MacNeese and it looks like a, a like a very acceptable, very well done uh, stadium, you know? Also, I need to, uh, I need to make a pivot here, but it, I, I hope that made sense. I don't want to ramble on too long about, um, about, you know, esoteric and somewhat arbitrary personally found uh, differences between these two, between these two campuses. You know, I, I don't want to pick on someone either. He's pivoting and I can hear him physically pivoting too. I am my, uh, it sounds like my roommate's playing something and his TV is right up against the wall where I record. So, you know, we're going out in the common room and he's now putting his roommate on blast. Incredible. Uh, no, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a new subletter. I'm trying to be nice. I forgot to tell him I was recording. So we're being, we're being, um, accommodating. How's that? Fine. Fine. Let's, yeah. uh, let's accommodate some, uh, remaining spring sports in action. Shall we? Yeah, for sure. Let's start with track. Uh, Nicole Feagans and Bria Matthews advanced to the NCAA championships in Eugene, Oregon, after their performances at the NCAA East Regional preliminary rounds in Jacksonville this past weekend. Feagans in the 5K and Bria Matthews in the triple jump. NCAA championships are the week of the 9th and to the 12th. How are we feeling about this? Um, well, obviously, we quite frankly don't have a shot at winning. I, I think that's something you can put out there. But much as we've seen in the last, I don't know, several years of, of Georgia Tech track, we still produce a couple standouts every year. And, and, and granted, particularly Matthews has been a standout uh, performer uh, you know, leading the headline for probably for the better part of a decade. Casual. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, it's, it's, they, they both have legitimate shots of being all Americans and you know, that's, that's not a bad thing to hang your hat on it, it, but don't expect a trophy. I think is the, the right way to phrase that. I mean, I think track is a little bit different from, swim and some of the other championships and that from what I can tell from the press releases that tech has put out about the track championship, it seems like there are the only two entrants. These are the only two entrants. You don't get like a, uh, the situation in swim where you have like every relay is now eligible and each person in that relay now can swim an event that they have a beat cut in and, and where it gets complicated. So I don't know. It it might just be these two. So trophy it maybe is. not, but individual silverware or, or goldware or metalware potentially possible. <laughs> yep, yep. That that first team All American would be a a very nice place for both of them to wind up. Uh, the five K is right back in Tegan's uh, wheelhouse, and uh, Matthews and the triple jump go uh, way back. So wishing them the best. They have about a week until they uh, until they're actually out there in Oregon. And that's a brand new stadium too. I think yeah, that got well. It's I don't think it's brand new. It's been very heavily renovated 
with Tear still down, money. Tear down, rebuild. Yeah, okay. It's it's Gator Bowl esque. Oregon Track and Field Stadium. There, gotta gotta fact check myself in the middle of this, you know. Hayward Field, Eugene, yep. Oregon. Yeah, I mean it's it's a hundred years old. It's one of the, it's probably the most. Nah, I'm, I, I think Penn's pretty famous of a track too, but this has to be has to be one of them. It, it's it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous facility. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. It's, how many purpose built? large track arenas do you think there are in america very few and also this one hosts the olympic trials so yes uh the other thing is if i remember correctly from the renders and i guess we're getting way off topic now but if i remember correctly from the renders for this stadium the uh the stands are as steep and tall and similarly angled to the stands at uh husky stadium for Washington, is it Husky Stadium or Alaska Airlines Field? I don't know. I keep it's, it's something, something at Husky. It's like Alaska Airlines Field at Husky Stadium. It's one egregiously long corporate sponsored name, but you get the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. Are Are you now looking at the renders very closely to see if I'm right? I have no idea if you're right or what. I feel like the old stadium had those big awnings that looked more. Uh, Husky Stadium-ish, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did that just for the heck of it, I guess. I, I, I don't know. It's it's a 25,000-seat track stadium. That's basically not a white elephant, but a... Uh, I mean, it's purpose-built for the U.S. Olympic trials, more or less. It is a very um, unique facility. Call it what it is. It is definitely an U.S. Olympic track arena. A monument to excess. Phil Knight money, baby. All right, moving on to other places where Phil Knight money might be useful. Uh, football has seen the end of its eternal winter. I guess this accounts for all NCAA sports, but specifically for football in our case, uh, the end of the recruiting dead period has arrived uh, with the turnover of the calendar to June. So recruits can now visit campus. They can talk to coaches. Coaches can go visit. Um, and, you know, we can all drop bags merrily again. How fun is that? Hooray. Hooray, indeed. Uh, let's move on to the more interesting stuff. Uh, women's and men's tennis finished up doubles play this past week. Uh, Flores and Jones fell in the round of 32 to UNC's number four overall pairing of Jones and Scott. Uh, different Jones, obviously. Yeah, Jones. Uh, the one Jones was playing on both sides, obviously. Um, yep. uh, Frostar and Cohen also fell in the round of 32 to Oklahoma's uh, Corley Twins, who were ranked number 23. Uh, on the men's side, Andres Martin fell to Alabama's Edson Ortiz in three sets in singles, and then in doubles, uh, uh, Martin and his partner McDaniel advanced the round of 32 by beating South Carolina's number 13 pairing of Rodriguez and Thompson, but then fell to Tennessee's number four ranked squad uh, of Walton and Harper. That was a lot of text. I don't like reading straight off of our shot sheet, so please provide some analysis here. I mean, quite frankly, they all did okay. It wasn't 
I, I would have liked to probably see more from from Jones and Flores as a perennially uh, elite ranked um, doubles team. But look, you know, when Kenya has to play both sides of the court, it gets a little dicey. All right. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't know. It, the boys are young. The girls are fine. It it I don't know. I feel like I'm just kind of hand waving away. I don't want to sound like that. I I, mean, I very much care about what they're uh, doing and whatnot. But you know, they got some dubs. Um, the boys, I think, have <laughs> three more opportunities to do this. So uh, you know, you you live, you learn, and maybe they get that crown in a year or two. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it was. It was a good run uh, and, and a great four, five years for uh, Flores and Jones, respectively. So not going to, uh, not going to hate on that at all. That is a uh, an incredible accomplishment, and what the combined nine years of tennis they gave to Georgia Tech, including that Final Four run, were that that's about all you could ask for. That that's the most success any student athlete's seen in the last five years. So, mm-hmm. and they also, I mean, uh, in terms of the team event, they also went. To- it's it's not like it was a complete failure or anything. They still went to the round of sixteen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I, I'm like, it was a good run. I think you put it you put it well. Like it was a good run. There's nothing to be upset with here necessarily. You maybe you could have wanted to see a little bit more, but it's nothing to be upset over. Yep, they were top to bottom, perhaps the most successful tandem of that. Uh, student athletes of the year of the last two, three years. So no, no hating, only appreciating. You can't see this, but I'm, I'm nodding along vigorously with what you're saying. Excellent. That's how we like it. Podcasting and podcast recording are visual mediums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm moving I on. I know all the stuff you're doing this whole time. Yep. Obviously uh, it's telepathic actually. Um, that's just the host, you know, podcast hosting mentality right there. Oh, for sure. Moving on to Tech's most successful recent team uh, from their most successful, uh, you know, individual athletes. Uh, let's talk about men's golf and their uh, time at the NCAA championship round. Uh, they got, they, you know, they were in a bit of a fight, I think. Um, they finished tied for 15th, which is the first cut uh, originally. With the first cut after three days, they won the playoff round versus TCU to be actually 15th and advance to the final round of, I think it was stroke play. Uh, yeah. And then they just sort of stopped. They played pretty well, I think, in that final round, but they just they got outmatched by other teams. And so they finished 15th uh, on the tournament. Uh, they with the final poll out. I think it was this morning. They were ranked twenty fourth. Uh, all in all, I mean, for a team that we keep saying lost two U.S. amateur champs, um, not a bad showing. Honestly, I'm not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. Oh. I'm pretty ecstatic about this, especially since they lit, made it to. I mean, the second to last day, basically. This team clawed its way back into. A, a legitimate top 25 pole finish, but a, a frankly, one of the, the better <laughs> NCAA showings we've seen in the last couple of years. And I got really, really heated online the other day uh, because as you and I know, as, as Twitter managers for from the rumble seat. Uh, okay. Twitter, 
occasional tweeters. Twitter managers is giving us a lot more credit than we're due. All uh, we do is post dumb things online and occasionally make really crappy memes. Well, and, and retweet results from non-rev sports. And some dude in the replies goes like uh, something along the lines of like 12th isn't good enough uh, <laughs> as like the results from, from the NCAA tournament. Like, I mean, of, like of all the teams, like, yes, this is the team you should probably have the highest expectations for given they have, you know, 18 uh, of the last, what, 35 ACC championships in golf? Um, Almost 500, baby. Have oh, the, I guess it's more than 500 technically. Have the like third or fourth most runner-up finishes uh, in, in NCAA golf history. But that ignores the complete vacuum of this team fell off a, a freaking cliff and was looking dire. Uh, uh, a doldrums bad, and and granted that was after one or two tournaments of which uh, uh, standout freshman Christo Lamprecht hadn't even played or, or was just playing his first college round. So obviously there's some level of uh, uh, understanding, adjustment, adjustment improvement that was inherent coming from that sub. But um, to completely retool, lose after losing uh, uh, Mr. Strafacci, Mr. Ogletree, and the uh, the uh, second, uh, Mr. Schneiderjins, um, uh, to to make it not only through a regional that they were they were projected to be fifth and a borderline fifth in advance uh, to nationals, um, and we know even better, even better, more talented Georgia Tech golf teams have failed to make that cut line at regionals. It happened in 2018. Uh, and I think 2017 too, but don't quote me on that. Uh, but definitely, I remember being very angsty and slack uh, before I understood what the heck of golf was um, about that, just because I expected them to roll through. And I think we all kind of did. Um, but it goes to show when you work hard, you get better. And, and this team is one that more than any other program at Georgia Tech, yes, men, men's basketball throughout the year could probably have said to be improving, but but the, the trajectory uh, – was fairly linear and fairly uh, directionally up. So um, I, again, to to make it through, to make it through the cut, uh, to to win the playoff round, to win a playoff. They were they were what nine strokes or nine places out of being able to advance, and all nine teams. Yeah, it was nine teams. They were twenty fourth, and they needed to be in fifteen. All uh, all nine teams in front of them imploded. Uh, which is incredibly lucky, but also then you have to go out there first thing in the morning and, and earn your spot, and and they knocked off TCU. So more power to them. They finished in front of a lot of teams that pundits' numbers and uh, and pollsters thought were better than them. So, are you decrying analytics right now? Yeah, take that math. What's a math? Pablo Mastroeni in the flesh. One thing That's a soccer before, reference you won't I, get. I don't understand what that is. But anyways, one thing uh, before because I I can feel the. The uh, this has gone on an adequate amount of time, uh, starting to creep into. Do you want me to? Do you want me to play a buzzer? Will that help? Yeah. Um, the uh, the last thing I'd like to say is um, is great to see uh, out at uh, out at the NCAA's a uh, Georgia Tech football alum has a house along the course and is very. Uh, where was this course? I still don't know where it was. I think was it, it was in Arizona or Oklahoma or? Because they they played it uh, to practice, I believe during. During the year, but it was uh, it's in Scottsdale, yes, in Scottsdale. So okay, so it was in Arizona. Okay, that's where they played on the way back into uh, 
into the East Coast from being out West on that long trip. That mm, okay, um, okay, okay, okay. You, you were thinking because uh, the Oklahoma schools are very good at golf, so that might be why. No, that. that's where it was a couple years ago. I think that's where it was in 19 or, or 18. Yeah, fair enough. That's why I remembered it. But, yeah, we, we, I mean, it's – what a coincidence that there's, a, there's an alum that lives on the course in Scottsdale. Hey, that uh, one in one in one Georgia Tech grads are millionaires or, or something like that. Whatever, whatever they're saying uh, on the hill at at the Edge Building. Uh. Do, do you feel like a millionaire, Jake? Um, uh, no. <laughs> do you? How, how's the condo life? You know. Uh, no comment personally. Um, let's move on. Because, like you said, we've uh, spun our wheels on the golf train for for long enough at this point. Let's move on to the to the bat and ball sport du jour, uh, baseball, who uh, tragically fell in the ACC semifinals to NC State. Uh, it was not, from what I remember of this game, it was not a uh, not a pretty showing for for the Yellow Jackets. And I guess it wasn't DBAP this time. It was it was Charlotte. The uh, the strike zone might as well have been Andy Warhol painting, and you know I say this plenty. Jackson Pollock, I'm Jackson, Jackson Pollock. Pollock. That's it. Um, Andy Warhol is not the one that you want. It's definitely Jackson. Andy Warhol is just the one that made funny pictures of Campbell's soup, right? Something like yeah, that. he's the one that did the four. It's like the four quadrants and different yeah. colors. Yeah, you're looking for Jackson. The one that uh, the the Obama 08 poster kind of looks like. Yeah, but you you want Jackson Pollock either. Yeah, anyways, it, it looked like a, a Jackson Pollock painting. It, it was all over the place. Um, it was inconsistent. It, it punished our men, uh, our boys, for having good plate discipline. They wound up taking strikes instead of balls, even though those balls were off the plate. And, hey, maybe that is the Charlotte Knights have their camera in center field on a weird angle, and I just don't adjust well to that. But it did not appear half inning to half inning uh, to be all that consistent uh, between teams. And that's a crying shame because I think without that, we uh, we have longer at-bats. We take more walks. Um, uh, there's the, the Parada ball was a fly ball or a foul ball. So you can't oh, this team got that. absurdly unlucky but on, on but the amount prize. of The amount of fly balls that just died a foot from – a foot from the fence when their hits were going through like that. Uh, Danny Hall said it on Packer Durham, Packer and Durham this morning is a game of inches. Uh, baseball is, and this is me now continuing this uh, from his quote. Um, baseball is an incredibly uh, grinding, uh, uh, unlucky, unfortunate, uh, sometimes unfun for, for the people playing it sport. And like, that's, that's life. We held, we held as close as we could. We hit into, we killed three or four innings with double plays. Like you can't, it's hard to win ball games when you're grounding into double plays and the strike zone is looking like, you know, modern art. <laughs> I'm telling you, they could have, they could have put it on a poster and send it to the museum of modern art right here in Atlanta. And it would be on display. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and, and a left turn for that, uh, you and I note, as we noted, are, are one for, making snark and, and playful snark and not, not complaining angry online uh, type stuff with uh, the Twitters. Uh, Existential and, snark is my brand. Thank you. Yeah. And um, I think it's, it's okay to, to have that kind of uh, how you say 
attitude? Uh, yeah, attitude about uh, about the game, about that. But you have to present yourself as a fan, as a Georgia Tech uh, representative, I guess, in a certain way. You know, are you giving me a talking to about how I tweet now? No, I'm not. I'm giving us a talking, uh, a pep talk about how we about how we roll. I'm I'm looking to see how you land this plane. I, uh, I'm not going to say I can't, but, uh, you know, like land this thing. Surely you can land this thing. The, uh, I'm sweating buckets. Like, uh, like that guy in the movie airplane. Um, I set you up for the airplane quote and you didn't. uh, Don't call me Shirley. Whatever. Too late. Too late. late. 13 hours today, my guy. Um, that doesn't matter. Commitment to podcast. I'm not sure. no, completely. You have to present yourself a certain way. Arguing, arguing each ball and strike is, is not a way to go. But if you're making an observation, that's a completely, in my opinion, different. Uh, Especially different if the strike zone is a Jackson Pollock painting. Well, but the worst part is it didn't set us up with, hey, like, wow. UVA getting the chance to win a tie or pit or, or Notre Dame or, or something interesting happening. No, it pit NC State the uh, in in their bid to end the we haven't won a uh, baseball, football, or men's basketball title in the last thirty uh, something years. Days. Yeah, um, versus Duke, who let's be real, nobody ever wants to see Duke win anything in any sport. Ever, ever, not ever. Maybe even Duke fans don't want to see this because then they can't complain about anything. Well, I don't think they'd know if they won anything outside of Cameron Indoor, but that's just me. Oh, this is this is good uh, hating Spurrier content right here. Yeah, well, didn't Spurrier coach there? Yes, he did. It was bad. Wow. So, so well, literally, hating the, Spurrier I think he content. took them to their first bowl ever, potentially, but also not great. Yeah, they uh, still played in the high school stadium back then. Frankly, they still kind of do. They still do. Okay, can we we talk about the regional? Can we we talk about the regional? (laughs) We kind of got railed there, my guy. It's the first time, again, to to rip off, not rip off, quote Danny Hall. uh, This this is all thanks to him. This is the first time an ACC Coastal champ has not hosted a regional since 2005. Okay. See, I hear what you're saying. My eyes watching this baseball team and my brain. No, that do not deserve to host a regional. Yes, that is also true. Yes, this is a classic case of both things can be true. This is not a regional host baseball team. And in fact, most, most projections had tech right where they were projected, right where they were as a two or a three. And honestly, in terms of how it turned out, I'm fine with it. Maybe you could have uh, built a little bit of better of a base in terms of you know the exact regional that was uh, that we were put in, but like you can't really sure. argue positioning and seating when you have no real platform to stand on. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. So let's let's talk about the regional real quick because we are starting to run, uh, you know, a run a front of time. Uh, the one seed here, this is obviously the national regional. So uh, Vanderbilt is hosting at it with a 
40 and 15 record, uh, 19 and 10 in the SEC. They are D1 Baseball's third ranked team in RPI. Uh, Tech is second, 29 and 23 record, 21 and 25 in the ACC, 46th in RPI. Um, Indiana State is the three, 30 and 19, 14 and 10 in the MVC. Also, the MVC tournament runner up, 33rd in RPI. And then Presbyterian, uh, 22 and 21, 18 and 16 in the Big South, and also the Big South tournament champion. Um, they are 132nd in terms of D1 baseball's RPI. So I think my initial thought here, and I think we, when we were talking about this one as the seedings came out last night, um, was that this is a bad setup for Tech to get out of a regional for the first time in ages. Just based on the one seed placement. I want to see if you're uh, you're following on this. Georgia Tech, they be kind of borderline as an at-large bid uh, for, the, for a tournament. They get put into a regional with a really, really well-regarded one seed or top seed, however you want to go with that. Um, a, a team that has a lot of expectations put on them. Uh, they are matched up with a Missouri Valley Conference team of a lower seed that is actually, spoiler alert, better than them. Oh, um, no, you're not doing this bit again. I cannot believe you've you've fooled me into doing this bit again. Akshay, all this is is men's basketball 2.0. Time, flat circle, etc. This is a big sign that should say, danger, we've seen this before. A trigger warning, whatever. Like, this is... Oh. And, and and granted, it's a little bit different. Loyola did actually win the Missouri Valley Conference before they rolled in unseated and did not, unlike Indiana State, become a, a team that is very solid but completely written off by the um, uh, Power 5, SEC, Big Ten got snubbed, blah, blah, blah. Why is Fairfield in the tournament types? Um, That's a conversation for another day, I think. Yeah. My point is here. Indiana's ace, or Indiana State, sorry, his ace uh, is quite good. Uh, I believe he has one loss a year. Their bats are Hold on, no, no, good. no, 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 pause, 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 pause. You are not evaluating pitchers based on wins and losses right now in front of me. I mean, this you're not is very... You're not doing this is, it. I want his ERA. You want his ERA? Okay, I want fine. ERA. I'm not letting you use pitcher wins. Uh, the, while I go look up this stat... Finish the point, but I'm know. not. I'm not letting you use pitcher wins. I will note that, as much as I love being a Presbyterian, and as much as I love other Presbyterians, if we lose to Presbyterian Blue Hose baseball, that would be an absolute disgrace. Also, However, note important note. Yes, their team name is Blue Hose. Yeah, it's like White Sox, except Blue Sox, except Blue Hose. Continue. Um. Anyways, Indiana State, Jeremy Guerrero's ERA of 1.93 and a 10-1 and record on the season. I will. I refuse to let you evaluate pitchers on win-loss. I will take his ERA. I agree with the well, ERA. Your opinion is valid on ERA. My I'm God, not. they play with aluminum bats, for Christ's sake. 
pitcher wins are not a good point of pitcher evaluation. No, they're You've not. They're even worse than college baseball. But the fact that he has 10 wins in college baseball is quite a lot in a shortened season. They only played 40 games. Okay, we need to we need to roll on here. You've made sorry, you've made your point. Here. You've made your point. Indiana State, I'm not trying to scare y'all. I'm not trying to be a downer. But it's very easy to sleep on the three and four seed from mid-major, low-major, blah, blah, blah. They won their tournament, whatever. Indiana State got here because they played good baseball. And we need to play good baseball to beat them. Granted, are we capable of playing good baseball? Yes. We are capable of great things in great moments. We are capable of putting runners on base. We are sometimes capable of keeping runners off base. But uh, See, I think the point here is that you said sometimes. We're going to have to learn to hit this Guerrero character, uh, Mr. Kumar Rocker, uh, Mr. Leiter of Vanderbilt. We are going to run into two of those three guys. That's assuming we win against Indiana State, and that's not even a guarantee on Friday. Wow, I'm really talking myself out of driving up there just for the game. Um, But uh, but no, you can can catch that. on the usual suspect uh, ESPN family of networks and streaming uh, this weekend. It's Just go ahead and do the ad. Come on. ESPN family of networks and the ESPN app. Just go ahead and do the whole ad while you're Wait, at it. Me? Ugh. I, um, I will add, it's very possible. We beat UGA two out of two times that we played them. Granted, both were late heroics, but we still beat them and made this tournament in which they did not. Um, and they took the series from Vanderbilt. Mm, transit of property. Very curious. At the very worst, assuming you see Vanderbilt three times, you essentially have to win a three-game series against them. That is facing them in the second round, assuming you beat Indiana State. And if you win there, if you lose there, then you either play two games the next day, including one against them, and... and uh, if needed on Monday, or you have to win through the loser's bracket and beat them uh, and win three games in two days, uh, including a Sunday night and a Monday against uh, Vanderbilt, which is a very tall order. Let's be real. That is a tall order. You want to stay in the winner bracket as long as you can. You could, and, also, uh, hope and, uh, you could also hope and pray for a miracle that Presbyterian takes out Vandy. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and say Presbyterian is going to be an easy out, but could also hope and pray for that option. Let's just hope uh, Mr. Uh, Justin Henry Malloy kept his uh, kept his film, kept his uh, you know charts and notes and and whatnot. Uh, to also, study Chance up Huff. Yes, him too. He is a person that exists. Oof! What <laughs> a scathing report about a Georgia Tech pitcher. That's that's some real downer stuff right there. I uh, I very much like his stuff, and he's got good fundamentals. I didn't mean to come off that harsh. Ooh, roast him. Do it. Do it. No, Be on the record. Actually, this is a no-roasting-our-own-guys podcast. Unfortunate. Truly unfortunate. Hot takes are <laughs> – hot takes should exist everywhere. Just bridges, And we don't have many of those to burn, so we need to keep them standing. Just to close the loop on uh, 
this regional. The first game the Tech will play again is versus Indiana State. That will be Friday on the 4th of June at 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, noon God's time on ESPN3 uh, and the ESPN app. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel comfortable predicting anything when it comes to this baseball team. So here we go, I guess. Yep. Enjoy. We'll see you all Sunday. Hopefully we're happy. We'll see you all Sunday. Oh, oh, oh.